Michigan takes to the golf course as the champion circle impresses yet again with another NIL event on this Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team every day? I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverine's Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. I was on the ground, and hence I am, if you're watching, dressed very unlike me in golf attire. I know you're used to me wearing, I don't want to say edgy clothing, certainly more comfortable clothing than what I am currently wearing. Anyway, uh, today we are going to kind of recap uh, what I witnessed Maybe some inside info here and there from just uh, some things that I gleaned uh, from the golf outing that I was just at over at Orchard Lake Country Club. It is still ongoing as I uh, say this. So a uh, huge shout out to Valiant, Champion Circle, and everything that they have done. I mean, it was an impressive event. Uh, this was, I mean, it was just everybody pretty much. And it was funny. Uh, because I brought Sarah with me, uh, as usual, and uh, she was just very, she was very like, it's like trying to explain who everybody is, whether it's the, uh, whether it's a players that she hasn't met yet, whether it's coaches, whether it's, I mean, even Ward Manuel, Santa Ono, uh, some of those people that were, that were there. I mean, it was, there was a, it was a great showing and it was just about everybody that you can imagine. Jim Harbaugh, as I said, Ward Manuel, Santa Ono, Blake Corum. J.J. McCarthy, Donovan Edwards, uh, Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty much down the line. Maybe there, there were certainly some some transfers I didn't necessarily see. But that doesn't mean they weren't, weren't there, right? I mean, it was every, everybody. Uh, then you had people like Taylor Lewan doing a podcast live from there. You had Adam Schefter, uh, who was there as well. It, it, was, a, it was a pretty, for, for those who uh, got the invite and got to, to donate, which it certainly it had a hefty price tag associated uh it, it it was everything that you could pretty much ask for if you're a Michigan fan I mean it was it was a wild event in that in that sense and these people then like they, they got the, the hobnob and you, we took their pictures uh, all together and then they went out and played golf with Michigan players I mean they played with some whether it wasn't even just full, completely football centric there were a couple of basketball players there Doug McDaniel Jace Howard uh, Kim Barnes, Erico was there. Uh, the women's golf coach was there. Uh, it it was it was an impressive impressive event. And then on top of it, you had some recruiting people. Uh, every single Michigan head uh, football assistant coach was there. Even some that you know some that were above the line, some that were below the line. And uh, I got to have a few good conversations. I'll share a couple off the record notes with uh, with some of the things that. Uh, came from it, but I mean, this was as, as impressive as, of an event. And considering this is NIL in action, this is to benefit the players. Oh, well, the players get to have a good time, right? They were having a great time for the most part. A couple of them were lamenting their <laughs> inability to hit good drives. Some of them were like, listen, I'm just putting. Uh, one of them, I won't, I won't share because I know they were embarrassed even just me watching them. But I, like one of them, who was a starter, it was like, no, listen, I'm just putting. I, I did not have a good time doing the uh, doing the driving and using the clubs and, you know, the irons and such. 
and then they get out there and uh and tried to drive it because i can coerce them to and then he he topped the ball off and was like see and i'm like listen that is how i can personally relate to you at this moment i can't relate to you with the football because i can't play football <laughs> right like i that, that there's a reason why i talk about football compared to uh compared to otherwise and with, you know, I talk about football. I don't play football, but golf. All right. You, you and I, we're doing the same thing. I topped the ball off too. I mean, I haven't played in a long time since 2019. I think was the last time I played and topping the ball off is my specialty. It is what I am good at. I'm very good at topping the ball off. So, uh, but I mean, at, at anyone who was basically a major player on the team was there for the most part, there, there were a few omissions. There certainly were a handful of players that I did not see. Um, now that I, that I'm kind of thinking about it, there, there were some some guys who were vying for starting roles that weren't there. But everyone that was pretty much cemented firmly as a starter, pretty much was there, pretty much. Now, what I can tell you that that is kind of a uh, a generalization here is that uh, the coaches they're ready for tomorrow. Like they're, they're enjoying this. They're enjoying the weather. They're enjoying the kind of leisure, uh, the, that kind of moment. Some of them went places, some of them didn't, but they are, they're ready for tomorrow. And if you don't know what tomorrow is, Tuesday is when the players report to camp. And then the first practice is on, uh, Wednesday. So they're, they're ready to get this going. And I do definitely feel like there is an optimism, uh, that I haven't seen. Uh, I mean, last year was certainly a year of optimism. They certainly have a a lot of optimism at this moment. Uh, so I am excited to see where they go. Uh, but um, I just realized there's some things that I, I was planning on saying that I can't say because they would be NCAA. I don't know that they'd be NCAA violations, but I don't want to risk it. I, I think they could be construed as that. But uh, certainly uh, it, was a, it was a great event. Uh, I know that there there's a little bit of chagrin for some of the the recruiting that's happened as of late, and uh, I think that uh, I mean obviously the the Aaron Scott of it all happened yesterday. That that I don't even want to say that felt like a sore subject. It didn't necessarily feel like a sore subject. It just felt like a uh, you know kind of the dead dove do not eat. I don't know what else we expected. But um, nonetheless, you know, I don't think that we can talk about this for 25 minutes because there's some things that I, I was going to share. And I just kind of feel like um, I will say this. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was in retrospect annoyed by the Buckeye line of questioning at Big Ten Media Days. But I don't think I'm necessarily breaking anything that's wild. Right. I think that that's. It is what it is there. I, th I mean, I was annoyed by it. So no surprise that Jim Harbaugh wasn't annoyed. Uh, but it was good to see him in his element. I followed him around for two holes. And uh, he, he was certainly in a great mood to be hobnobbing and glad handing and all of that, those types of things. Uh, as, I mean, as were the players, they were very social. And uh, they, they, they also certainly welcomed Sarah as did a, you know, a lot of the golfers and everything. Uh, so it was just a really cool event. And on top of it, you had a couple of parents there. J uh, Jim McCarthy was there and uh, Mike Keegan, Trevor Keegan's father was there. So, um, yeah, I'm recognizing now in this moment 
that I don't think that I've got uh, a full 30 minutes. So we're going to move on and we're going to continue to talk about some of the things that came out of Big Ted Media Days uh, because uh, I, I uh, my eyes were too big for my stomach, I think is the best way to put it. Before we do move on, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits exactly right the first time around. So just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports confidence, the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusion supply. I've got a very uh, needy Zuri here with me. Since I've been home, I haven't been paying any attention to her because I've been editing photos so that they can have them. So those photos that you see that will be coming out on Valiant, Champion Circle, and you know wherever else is likely to come from either Sarah or I. So uh, I'm excited for you to see some of those. Uh, I think the coolest moment was watching Jim Harbaugh sink a 55-foot putt. I mean, and it had a curve and everything. He was the I think he was the first one that went to, to go do it because it was kind of a scramble. And uh, he went up there and he just drained it, got a birdie for for the group. And this after he was he was a little miffed about it, there being par for two for the first two holes that he, uh, he played. But uh, I mean, it it's it was an all hands on deck effort. Every single assistant coach was there: Jerome Moore, Jesse Minter, Chris Partridge, uh, Steve Klinkscale, Jay Harbaugh, Grant Newsom. Um, Mike Hart. I mean, even down to like Denard Robinson, Latroy Lewis, uh, Connor Stallions, Sam Popper. I mean, it was everybody pretty much. There was a there was a handful of omissions. My guy Robbie Emery was there. Handful of omissions. Uh, really, no Christina De Reuter, no uh, Albert Karchnia. That's a, basically about it, as I can recall at the moment of people. Uh, Chris Bryant was there. I mean, it was it was a uh, everybody. Uh, so they are very excited, though, as much as I talk to them about uh, a- about the event that was at hand. I asked as many people, I'm like, how much are you wishing that summer could be prolonged or how much how much are you ready to get involved in uh, in the actual preparing for the season? Every single person like this is what I've been waiting for is tomorrow. Next, you know, tomorrow and the next day are the days that I've been waiting for all along. So they're beyond excited about getting to the actual season portion. Um, that said, let's get to some some talk about the season. Um, one player that I saw there that I am very excited about, and this is actually not even me talking about. Uh, we'll get to the to some Big Ten Media Day stuff here momentarily, but I do want to spend this time discussing what Jim Nagy. The as I promised uh, yesterday, we would talk about this. Jim Nagy, who is the executive director or executive VP of the Senior Bowl, he said this. We'll we'll go ahead and read you the whole thing that he said, and this is some high praise, and this is it, it, this is exciting. This is very exciting. 
Much has been uh, made of how much future NFL talent Michigan football has coming back on offensive line, but the Senior Bowl also has two prospects on defensive front graded near the top of their respective positions. Chris Jenkins, and that's no surprise, and edge rusher Braden McGregor. Both were in attendance today. Braden McGregor, that's the name that I want to highlight here. Bottom line, there are plenty of defensive tackles in this 2024 gla- uh, draft class with better measurables than Jenkins at six, uh, six foot two uh, point four, 287 pounds at the time that they mentioned it here, and then 33 and a half arm. But if you have better tape, uh, keep in mind, Chris Jenkins, I believe, is up to, uh, oh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Chris Jenkins is a fun study because he's a consistent factor versus both run and pass. He's an excellent technician. Shout out uh, Mike Elston, who was also, I didn't mention him. He was there as well, who plays down the middle of blockers with natural two gap leverage. And he's athletic enough to get skinny, skinny and finish in the backfield. Staff sources say he's packed on 15 pounds of muscle this off season. And we can't wait to see what that looks like on the field this fall. He's it's more than 15. It's more like 25. Uh, last I talked to him, he was at like, uh, and I, I mean, last time that I uh, asked him specifically, which was a month ago, he was at like 305 and with the intention of getting to 310, 315. Uh, so I believe he's right there. Uh, Jenkins has all pro bloodlines, and we think he can make an immediate force at next level with his NFL ready game. Now, here's the, I think, the, the more intriguing part because Chris Jenkins, I think, is, something, I don't want to say a known commodity, but we know who he is. We've been hearing great things about McGregor's spring work from staffers all offseason, and we were pleasantly surprised by how much we liked his 2022 tape. Things that got us excited about McGregor were his violence, aggression, and natural power reminded us of Bengals pro bowler Trey Hendrickson when we scouted him coming out of FAU. While our day two grade includes some projection, if he takes the expecting next steps as a full-time starter, then Braden McGregor could be next in line of top 100 edge guys coming out of Ann Arbor. Winovich, Josh Uche, Rashawn Gary, Pay, Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo. Both Jenkins and McGregor could make big money in one-on-one pass rush drills in Mobile. So, I I feel like it's we're not talking about Braden McGregor enough. Chris Jenkins, we're talking about plenty. We're talking about him the same as we talk about Mozzie Smith and all of that. But Braden McGregor, uh, I, I want to remind you, I've mentioned this even within the last week, that I had a bold prognostication when he committed. I think that I am way too, uh, I, that was way too bold, but then it's, <laughs> that's because I didn't expect Aiden Hutchinson to be quite as good as he ended up being, right? Aiden Hutchinson kind of being in line with uh, Chase Winovich is probably what I thought. Maybe not at that time. Chase Winovich was kind of coming on, but I mean, he was 2018. I thought, yeah, I mean, what we saw at Chase Winovich in 2017, I guess that makes sense. I, that's what kind of what I expected is him to be that. I didn't expect him to be number two overall, almost the number one overall guy in the NFL draft. But I said at the time that Braden McGregor committed that whatever uh, Aiden Hutchinson is, I expect him to be a better version of based off of what I'd seen out of both coming out of high school. I just felt like this, like it was a higher ceiling. I still think that that's, that's possible. Higher ceiling, I think that's possible. Do I think it's probable at this juncture? No, I probably don't think that's pro- probable. It's possible. He's a little bit taller, a little bit longer. He, like, the violence, the aggression. Like, you got to keep in mind that Braden McGregor, as a recruit, 
he started falling off, I think, a little bit even before his injury in high school. But he he was he was you know I was still at twenty four seven sports and uh, through a lot of his uh, recruitment, I was I had my own deal by the time that he actually committed. But through a lot of his recruitment, uh, I remember it was it was this. When is he going to get his fifth star? Because he was on that track. And it got derailed. I mean, I think that it was it, it, that one, you know, especially it was the beginning of his senior season in uh, 20, uh, 2018 that he got injured. When that happens, that's you, you see it. You saw it with Tyler Morris as well. It, they don't get the same kind of accolades that they were getting. Especially if, if you were going to be, if you were on track to that fifth star and you're kind of that middling four star, I mean, he was around top 100 as a recruit and then he kind of was maybe like 150 and then he got injured and then he becomes kind of an afterthought. He's still kind of working his way back and we finally kind of got to see a little bit of what he was capable of this, uh, this last season, just a little bit. Now he's going to be in a starring role and certainly there's a lot of guys that are vying for you know, that playing time, Derek Moore and Josiah Stewart and, you know, some you know, obviously Jalen Harrell. So I'm excited to see what he can do now that he's going to have time on task. I, I think it's going to be a bigger, this is maybe my bold prediction, uh, prediction. I think it's going to be a bigger jump from, uh, from what we saw from Mike Morris, right? Going from, hey, you're not really playing. You're just kind of a, a guy who's out there supporting uh, Hutchinson and Ojabo, and then it's like, oh, Mike Morris is the dude. Mike Morris is the dude. Now we're not we're talking about Braden McGregor that much, as much as we were Aiden going into 2021 or Mike Morris last year. But I think you're going to see a similar jump. Now, is it going to be first round? I don't know. But I think that he has that potential. So I'm excited to see what comes out of that, out of the uh, fall camp and uh, how he really establishes himself in that light. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the Beat Georgia Drill. I asked every Michigan player at the uh, Big Ten Media Days. I'm probably the last person to write about it. I haven't written about it yet, but I asked every player as well. As, well, I did ask Jim Harbaugh. Someone else asked Jim Harbaugh. I think it was Aaron McMahon from MLive. But uh, I want to discuss kind of why, you know, the, the thought behind it, the consistency of the answers, and uh, what, uh, what excites me about the Beat Georgia Drill. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to that momentarily. For those of you watching on video, I know you can't see Zuri, but she's right here. She's part of the show. She wants to be known as part of the show. She's having a great time here. See, I feel like now that we're talking about football rather than an event, a little less discombobulated. I feel like that first, that first, uh, segment, it's like, you know, relaying to you. I wish I could, I wish I could share more. I just re recognize that some of the conversations I had, probably not a good idea to share. Uh, you know me, I, I, I don't err on the side of caution most of the time, but I'm doing so here for the sake of the program. Um, anyway, um, let's, uh, let's, let's get into this beat Georgia drill. Every, all, all four people, no, three of the four people that were asked about the, the beat Georgia drill at Big Ten Media Days had the same exact response when, I, when asked about the Beat Georgia drill. Uh, I, I think it was Mike Sainer still was the only outlier. But all, the, Blake Corum, who said he doesn't really know completely what it entails because he missed it 
while he was rehabbing, he wasn't watching practice. He hasn't partaken in it. Um, but Jim Harbaugh, Blake Corum, I believe it was, and uh, Chris Jenkins all said the same thing. They all quoted Ric Flair. If you want to be the man, you have to beat the man. And uh, the, I think the interesting thing about the beat Georgia drill is that now keep in mind, they still have the beat Ohio drill. That's still part of what Michigan is doing uh, on the daily when it comes to practice. That's still, that's still a thing that they are doing. But the beat Georgia drill is they've added that with the idea of added physicality. As mentioned by everyone that was asked about it, the idea behind it is not just to, you know, hey, we, you know, Georgia is the one that we know that if we want to win a championship, we're going to have to beat Georgia. Hence, it's as we talked about yesterday with the, the, them saying championship or bust is not a thing. I, I do think it's kind of a thing in a way because the beat Georgia drill exists and that's kind of implicitly telling you what their goals are ultimately that, you know, we, I mean, it's certainly one of their goals. They have other goals as well, but um, it tells you just the level of priority. And if they don't end up playing Georgia, I don't think that changes much. Actually, it, it, it it really helps Michigan in a lot of ways, especially when you think about the landscape of what the Big Ten is and what, you know, Mel Tucker spent a lot of this time the, that I heard him talk both on the in the press conference as well as at the podium sessions about getting bigger. Like, hey, we want we want to be able to stop the run. We understand that that's what we need to do. We, you know, you'll see that we are significantly bigger this offseason compared to what we were before. Michigan's prepared for that in the sense that they their idea with the beat Georgia drill is we want to be able to run the ball when another team knows that we're going to run the ball and they're going to load up to stop the run. And we want to stop the run when it's obvious or not obvious that a team wants to wants to run the ball and they bring out a heavy set. So it's all about physicality, which can only help Michigan at this point. It can only continue to enhance what the Wolverines are trying to do. Honestly, the addition of the beat Georgia drill, if Michigan can be more physical, more nasty, especially up front, if, if running backs other than Blake Corum, I mean, Donovan Edwards hits those home runs, but if Blake Corum, it, you know, is, is, has been known this last year as the shifty guy. Now this time last year, we didn't really think of him that way. We didn't think of him as Hassan Haskins able to, to take one yard and make it into three. We didn't think of it that way. What we did think about, uh, we do think about him that way now. You hope Donovan Edwards takes that similar jump instead of just being like, he's a guy that's going to get you two or he's going to get you 70. But if the line can pave the way and then you've got guys like CJ Stokes and Cole Cabana and Benjamin Hall and you know a lot of these guys, uh, Tavier Dunlap, whoever that it is that they end up going to, if they can all get on that same page of the physicality, being able to run the ball whenever they want to, regardless of how much a team stacked up against them, because I think that was one of the things that uh, certainly it helped Michigan at points was uh, teams weren't loaded up to stop the run as much as they could have because they were so uh, terrified of JJ's arm for the first half of the season. And then they started trying to, to stop the run. And then you see like Ohio State, hey, we're going to stop the run at all costs. And then Michigan throws over them and 
okay, now we've got a we've got a back end of the same type of defense everyone else was playing against Michigan, and then Donovan Edwards breaks a couple big ones. Honestly, if this beat Georgia drill works, it should make what happened in Ohio State. I'm talking about pre the Donovan Edwards touchdowns, having those two uh, or sorry the the one drive where Michigan just methodically and slowly marched down the field, just basically taking their will to live. Should make that even more prevalent and even against the the bigger teams. The question is, is how will it look? How it looks in the beginning of the season is going to be completely different in terms of they don't play the meat of their schedule until those last three games. Sure, Purdue could be challenging, potentially. I don't know personnel-wise, but Ryan Walters certainly had some success when he was at Illinois. So I'm curious to see how that will go. Michigan State, I mean, that's obviously their MO. And now you're going to start seeing more teams adjusting what they're trying to do in order to beat Michigan more than trying to beat Ohio State. And especially if teams like Penn State and Ohio State, they know what Michigan's trying to do. If Michigan can still do it, I mean, that's what Ohio State has long been known for. We're, gonna, we're just going gonna, gonna to pass the ball all over you. We're going to have all these high-flying athletes flying all over the field. And nothing you can do about it. Michigan's going to try to do the same thing, just in a different way. And I'm, t- I'm excited to see what that looks like. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We'll continue on talking about Michigan stuff as usual. Of course, what else will we talk about? On Tuesday, we are back in the five-day-a-week. So uh, expect that. Less sporadic. That's the plan. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace. Peace.